Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique and I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 14th, you're gonna get the following. A magic morning journal, which is going to help you every day to set your energy in the right way, daily prompts. Plus, you're gonna get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me, and you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, you will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the Platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Thanks to Quip for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash dreamjob right now, you'll get your first refill free. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Lightbox Jewelry, a new company that specializes in laboratory-grown diamonds, which are chemically identical to natural ones. Although with Lightbox, you get gorgeous stones every time. To get $25 off your first order, go to lightboxjewelry.com slash dreamjob. Use the code dreamjob at checkout. Also, thanks to This Is L. L makes tampons, pads, and liners with organic cotton because they believe a natural product just makes sense for a natural process. Get your L organic tampon, pads, and liners right now by going to thisisl.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. 
Thank you so much for making this week so incredible, so over the top amazing. My book came out a couple days ago. It is here and I got so many messages. It was so unbelievable. Really every second I was hearing from one of you in my DMs on Instagram. You were posting about it, taking photos of yourself with the book, writing the most beautiful things to me, sending me emails. Thank you. You have no idea what it means to me that you guys are loving this book, that it is speaking to your heart. Yes, that is so, so good to know that. It is so good to know that if you have not gotten the book yet, this is the time it matters most. Over the next couple days, they will be taking a tally of how many books we sold this week. And this is a historical moment. So if you have not yet pre-ordered the book, please go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon or wherever you want to go, your local bookstore, and go get a copy of this book. And if you have it in your heart to buy it for a friend, your sister, your brother, your coworker, someone you believe in, donate it to a library or a college or bring it to a book club. Buy a copy for yourself and for somebody else. If it feels right, then then go ahead and do that. But definitely get your copy um, ASAP. You have no idea what that actually means for us, for me, for this work. And if you have already bought the book, please go ahead to wherever you bought it, Barnes & Noble or Amazon, and leave us a review. It is so incredibly helpful when you do that. And I just love you guys so much. I can't even tell you. It is just the most tremendous gift and the most unexpected, beautiful, wonderful gift of all. So I just feel so grateful to all of you for sticking with me, for being here since the beginning. And I just will continue to show up for you. I will continue to be as clear as I can be that there is room for you, that I see you and that we need you and that you can be doing the thing that you love, that it is not asking for too much for you to get to do what you love. And I know that every single one of you has the ability to do that. And speaking of that, I could not be more excited about today's guest. He is such a phenomenal human being. His name is Brian Grazer. He has won the Academy Award, Golden Globe, Emmy, and Grammy Award winning because he's a producer, he's a New York Times bestselling author, his films and TV shows have been nominated for 43 Oscars and 195 Emmys. How insane is that? He's responsible for amazing movies like A Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13, American Gangster, 8 Mile, Inside Man, Splash, and TV shows like Parenthood, Empire, 24, Arrested Development, Friday Night Lights, and the list goes on and on. He's also the co-founder of Imagine Entertainment with his longtime best friend and business partner, the incredible Ron Howard. He's written the most amazing books, a Curious Mind, The Secret to a Bigger Life, which is all about these weekly curiosity conversations that Brian has every week with an accomplished stranger, whether it's a scientist, a business leader, a spy, an adventurer, and how these informal discussions spark the creative inspiration behind so much of his work. We're going to talk about that book, and we're also going to dive into his newest book, Face to Face, The Art of Human Connection, which focuses on the life-changing ways we connect with one another. He is so kind. He's so brilliant. And something that really sticks out to me is how much joy and passion and wonder he has for life and for other human beings. It was truly such an honor, such an honor to talk with him. So without further ado, please welcome the one and only Brian Grazer. Brian Grazer, it is such a gift to have this conversation with you. Thank you for making the time. Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me on. 
we're going to get into your newest book. We're going to get into your, your other book. We're going to talk about your career. But the first thing I'd love to do is just for you to tell us a little bit about your own journey. So can you tell us how that all went? So I went to USC undergraduate, and then I took the LSAT. I was planning on going direct path to law school. Yeah. I just think when I was going to school and even today, if you're not an engineer, who are you? You know, um, if you're not a lawyer, do you get respect? Anyway, I was scheduled to go to law school and now I think to myself, well, how do I get a job? What do I do? And I'm in this apartment complex and, you know, lower renting kind of thing in uh, Santa Monica. And I overhear this conversation between these three law school graduates that were in my complex. And they said, oh, there was one guy says, oh, I just left the cushiest job, the easiest job you could possibly have. And one guy goes like, where was it? And he goes, well, Warner Brothers. And I was in the legal department. I was every once in a while I delivered papers, but it was a full time job and I got paid for full time and they gave me a car and mileage and everything. And I thought, well, that sounds really yeah. useful to somebody like me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. So I just thoroughly eavesdropped on the conversation. I immediately called Warner Brothers. I just dialed information, got the number of Warner Brothers, 843-6000, and called the legal department and asked for this man that they were talking about, Peter Connect. And I speak to the assistant. I said, I understand you might be needing a law clerk. And I gave him my qualifications with a little slight exaggeration, but, um, (laughs) and then I got the job that day. Wow. So then all of a sudden I have a job and then all of a sudden they say, okay, you're delivering these papers. These are Warner brothers documents. They go directly to Warren Beatty. I go, Oh my God. Okay. Warren Beatty. Yeah. (laughs) Biggest star, you know, in the world basically. And, uh, all my job is to do is to drive over the hill from Burbank to Beverly Hills. He was living at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. Wow. It was the penthouse suite. It was enormous. Yeah. I get there and there's an assistant dutifully waiting downstairs saying, hand me the papers. I say, um, the papers aren't valid unless I hand them directly to Mr. Beatty. Oh, my God. And they ah. say, come on, give me the papers. Like, cut it out. I go, I am telling you, these are Warner Brothers documents. They're invalid unless they're handed to Mr. Baby. Yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> but it wasn't I'm not hurting anybody. I just said that. So now all of a sudden, he's unhappy about it, this assistant. And I walk upstairs to the penthouse. I hand them directly to Baby. And I ask him a quick question. And But kind of like an, a smart question. I mean, all these things are just kind of informed accidents. And he starts talking to me. And it then becomes like an hour-long conversation with Warren Beatty. And, and it was really cool because I learned a lot. Beyond just getting to meet Warren Beatty, I was able to chip away at like understanding how the media business was operating, how it works. Amazing. And then I kind of thought I could do that every single time I delivered papers. And then I got to the point where I thought, even if I'm not delivering papers, I can reach out. I could research people like, you know, their chairmans of studios or Jules Stein, who created MCA, which owned Universal. I could just call and say, hey, I'm Brian Grazer. I work at Warner Brothers Legal Affairs or Business Affairs, and I want to meet your boss for the following reasons, and I do not want a job. And I would always give that a disclaimer, I don't want a job, so they felt safe, you know, the assistants. Yeah. And then I'd call and I'd talk to them and I was able to meet everybody I called actually. Wow. 
It's amazing that you had all of this gumption. You were so young. And at what point did it dawn on you that I want to tell stories and I want to be in the movie business? Well, when I told Peter Connect, you know, I, I really want to stay working here at Warner Brothers and I'll go to law school the following year. I, I pretty much had very little intention in going to law school, but I'd met enough people that were kind enough to say, hey, sit on my couch or follow me to the car while I get into my car. And I started to think about stories themselves. You know, like I quickly learned there was a thing called IP and that you had to either own or create ideas because ideas were the employer of everything. They were Mm -hmm. the umbrella to everything that existed in the world of narrative storytelling, movies or television or even documentaries that you have to animate ideas, you know, give them life. So stories are really essential. They're essential to companies and human beings and to just where you can, you know, waking up every day, you know, living in a story, it creates excitement to your life, excitement and meaning, meaning in your life. Yeah. So I learned that relatively early, you know, once again, like when I was about, you know, 22 to 23. And they eventually just fired me at Warner Brothers after eight, 18 months, okay. which I mean, I guess they're supposed to. Not so um, bright. They didn't get it. They missed they, it. They didn't. So I read your book, <laughs> Thank you. uh, both books, yeah. and they're both so good. And I want you to tell the story of how this sort of started to skyrocket where like you saw Ron Howard and you were like, hey, let, I'm Brian Grazer. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about A Curious Mind, The Secret to a Bigger mm-hmm. Life, this book, and all the curiosity conversations, which you just started to, to talk a little bit about how that started, but then it really picked up and you wrote a whole book about it. Yeah. So um, for the 18 months, I did every day reach out to meet somebody and that was you know, central or principal in the business of making movies or television shows. Mm -hmm. And I found that almost actually every person agreed except one person. Wow! Uh, And what I learned out of it was by saying, I do not want a job was a very essential ingredient. Yeah. That you want to meet somebody you're saying in a very short way, I have researched you or your boss. Um, Often I was always talking to the assistants I'd research <laughs> the bosses thoroughly and people like when you do research and people that are accomplished like to talk yep. if you are informed. If you research them and you're kind and generous and smart and have smart eyes, then people want to open up and they want to share their journey. So I realized early on these special ingredients of I didn't realize this until later about eye contact, but by being attentive and informed and inadvertently giving the person you're meeting something to, if you're informed enough, they get to grow along with you. So it's win-win. Yeah. If you're trying to meet somebody for a transaction itself, it's not a win-win, it's a Mm win-lose. And I found that I wasn't a fully really outgoing kid. I'm outgoing now, but What gave me confidence is that I did look myself in the mirror and, you know, I was an imperfect person, but I was really conscientious about this win-win. I thought, be informed, create the best date for them too. Yeah. And that fortified my sense of confidence and sense of self. 
Mm -hmm. It made the journey really valuable on multiple levels without saying, hey, let me put my hand in your pocket. Right. So you gain so much professionally, by the way, by not doing that right away. Yep. So that's what those experiences did for me. And they gave me a lot of confidence. So now I get fired from Warner Brothers and I get a really crappy job about a year later. And then... It's a long story, but I was able to produce some movies for TV when I was 24, and they got very high ratings. And so I was lucky, but it was really a function of that opportunity meets preparation. So that all that ambition kind of worked and funneled into those ingredients. And so therefore, these movies for TV, incredibly successful, and I got offered a million jobs. I ended up going to Paramount Studios, and I want to continue this journey of meeting people. So now... I have an office on the third floor of the director's building. And I look out and I, I think I haven't met a new person today. And I see Ron Howard, mm-hmm. American icon, star mm-hmm. of Happy Days, Richie Cunningham. You know, I don't judge that. I just think that guy would be interesting to meet. So I mm-hmm. yell out my window like across <laughs> this quad area. And it terrified him that some guy was yelling. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's kind of shy. And then, so he ran, ducked away, like he, you know, he just ran away, ran away from the guy that was yelling at him. <laughs> and I then called his office and I was the guy yelling out the window and I'm a young guy like Ron and telling his assistant, Louisa. And then he gets on the phone and he agrees to meet with me. And that was the beginning of a 40 year partnership. Amazing. So we both wanted to be something more than we already were. So he was successful And he was actually making movies for TV a little bit himself. And so we both wanted to be big mainstream theatrical producers, you know, make a big movie for the screen, uh, you know, and there was chemistry and like-mindedness in terms of values Mm -hmm. and taste. Mm -hmm. And that was enough to start this relationship. And I had already written two ideas and he liked them both and he, said, I'll do this one called Night Shift. And that was with Michael Keaton and Henry Winkler. Mm-hmm. And then the second one I really wanted to do was called Splash, a romantic comedy, you know, about a guy that needed to fall in love. And then I created this further obstacle by making that girl a mermaid. And uh-huh. it was called Splash, starring Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's sort of how it worked for Rod and I. I mean, I'm leaving out all the pain of people saying no to us and endless amounts of rejection, but eventually those both came together and they were successful. This conversation is amazing. But before we go on, let's just thank our sponsors. We try to be healthy by focusing on diet and exercise, but what about the products we use for our bodies? L, that's the letter L, is a period and personal care company that makes organic period products without the ingredients you can't pronounce and only with certified organic cotton. L makes tampons, pads, and liners with organic cotton because they believe a natural product just makes sense for a natural process. They don't use pesticides, chlorine, fragrances, or dyes either. What's really awesome is that they've made their award-winning cotton period care products accessible to you and to women around the world who need them. In fact, for every L product you purchase, one is made accessible to a woman or girl who needs it, and they've made over 200 million products accessible 
accessible and counting. I love their products. They're really comfortable and high quality. Plus, I can feel good about using them because they aren't using any weird ingredients that I've never heard of. You'll find L by going to your local Target. It's the best looking packaging on the shelf. Look for a clean canister with a gold lid or white bags with a large gold circle on the front. Or get your L organic tampons, pads, and liners right now by going to thisisl.com slash dreamjob. That's thisisl.com slash dreamjob. The words this is and the letter l.com slash dreamjob. One of the most inspiring things to see is a woman who can walk into the room like she owns it. She's radiating confidence. She knows she's a boss babe. She's owning who she is. And she has just a little sparkly accessory to catch the eye. Lightbox Jewelry is a new company that makes gorgeous lab-grown diamonds, which are essentially chemically the same as natural ones. Every single stone from Lightbox Jewelry is the same high quality, so they're priced the same at $800 per carat. They have beautiful earrings, necklaces, rings. They even come in cool colors like pink and blue. Really, everything on their site is gorgeous. Definitely go check it out if you're looking for some early holiday gifts, maybe for a friend or someone in your family, or get it for you because you deserve it. So treat yourself to a little sparkle. To get $25 off your first order, go to lightboxjewelry.com slash dreamjob and use promo code dreamjob at checkout. That's $25 off your first order by going to lightboxjewelry.com slash dreamjob, promo code dreamjob. You just shared before about how important it is to meet people and make it win-win and show up for for other people. Two things about that. Number one, as you say in your newest book, like every human being wants to feel seen, right? Yeah. That is like the greatest yeah. gift. And we had Seth Godin on the show about a year ago and he said, the secret to any successful endeavor is radical, radical empathy. And what you just laid out is just over and over and over again, making every day about showing up just to share space with someone and yeah. to really make them feel seen. Not only is it this radical empathy, but the idea that mm. you knew that like, this is what everyone's seeking, even if you're a warned. <laughs> so let's talk about that. I mean, that's why both of these books are so important because people really don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really know like specifically, you know, all that karma or all that would add up to something that would be a professional benefit, but that human connection gives life to so many other things and and often it gives life to direction in your life in my case it gave uh, well it still continues to do that you know just uh, having an open mind being really present aggressively actually curious and present you know a beautiful mind the movie would have never happened without having met a few people that sort of lived in the constellation of ideas and and people that i'd met over 35 years. That's um, amazing. And, you know, the movie The Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, he was amazing. But he goes, I quit. I can't take it. I'm suffering with this prosthetic all over me as The Grinch. And strangely enough, I had met somebody that taught people relief when they're being tortured for the military, you know, mm-hmm. our American U.S. military. Yeah. And this guy was the number one teacher of that. And I said, Jim, I just want you to meet somebody, spend the weekend, you're allowed to quit on Monday. And he taught him how, Jim, how to survive the, what he felt was the suffering of being a mm-hmm. fully encapsulated in this prosthetic. And I could go on about movies and TV series Empire completely was made possible because of people that I met without any agenda, zero agenda. And in the book, you talk about the story of Apollo 13 because you met with the astronaut. Do you want to tell that story, how you even came up with that? Okay, sure, 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 sure. What happened is there was a 12-page outline 
written by the actual astronaut of Apollo 13, Jim Lovell. Mm-hmm. Writes a 12-page outline of this mission and what it was like being an astronaut during this failed mission of Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I think, wow, this is really compelling. But I didn't know anything really about space or why we're going into space or aerodynamics and all of the hardware of of how's the hows and whys we travel to space yeah. or the Apollo programs. But what because I'd been a woman named Veronica Negre who had to survive torture, I was very focused on meeting people that taught survival techniques. So when I read this 12 pages, I think, wow, I'm really focused on just survival itself and how these three astronauts had to summon inside of themselves resources that they never thought they had to survive what was going to be a fatal tragedy. So I went and I found a way to buy this treatment, which then became a book, which then became a script, which then became the beginning of a movie that Ron Howard and I were going to make. So then we started thinking of like, who should star in this movie? Who looks like an astronaut? Because that's how you think a little bit. Well, Kevin Costner does and Tom Mm -hmm. Cruise does. And there were several others that were, you know, those kind of action-y stars, those serious, you know, Mm -hmm. serious leads. And we're thinking, okay, let's, Kevin Costner's kind of perfect. Okay. And then I had this little moment where I thought, wait a second, before we go to any of these guys, who does the world want to save the most? That mm-hmm. is the central question. Mm-hmm. Who does the world want to be saved? Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. he didn't, he wasn't even on the list. He didn't look like an astronaut, but I thought people know that these guys were in this life and death situation. They actually know they survived, but who can the audience get deeply, deeply involved with, you know, have, the most amount of empathy to the point yeah. they, you know, they are able to f- forget about logic or the understanding of the, of, yeah, they made it. And so it was Tom Hanks. Yep. And so we went after Tom Hanks because we'd had experience with him and he's awesome. And it made it like the hugely successful movie and got nine Oscar nominations. So <laughs> that's the serendipity of how these things work. Yeah, it's incredible. And I wanted to talk about that because okay. I, I interviewed Julia Cameron she says, I see no difference between spirituality and creativity. And she said, the reason is because if you've ever trusted your own curiosity, Ooh. the amount of synchronicity that comes together, you just can't deny it. And I, I want you to, to speak to it a little because I think that people don't even begin or try or have a meeting or think of anything until <laughs> they have all the next 20 steps of their life laid out. Like they're not going to start unless they know this, this, this. Like, so what do you think about True. that when you meet people who are like, they're just waiting to start? I do really you know, believe in being in the moment, that everything happens when you're in the moment. That's the only reality that we know. Yeah. So I try to capture that and be grateful to that moment. So what I try to do is build in disciplines. Like we'll meet somebody every day, even if I don't want to, or I will now, of course, I, I do it differently. I try to meet someone once a week that's in a field that's anything other than what I do for a living. Mm. And I sort of force this discipline upon myself. It's like, 
in order to do 50 push-ups, you have to start with one push-up. So I, I know this um, because I also don't even like to exercise, but, but I do. And I, I've always made created manageable goals for myself. Like when I started in show business, I didn't go, I'm going to win an Oscar. When I started training to lose weight, I started with one minute of jump rope. And then I ended up doing jumping rope for 12 straight years, 30 minutes a day, 200 beats a minute. But I didn't start that way. So it's the same thing with this thing. It's like, I am definitely going to get out of my comfort zone as much as I could possibly do. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone to create win-win situations in the world of curiosity. So every week I had to go do this and I still do. I feel like someone will go like, who would you just meet? So I have to have somebody because I, so, <laughs> so I just have deep belief in that. Now this intersects with a very important thing, which is the arc. So the truth, the truth is, is that when I wrote and produced this movie called Splash, The Man of the Mermaid, it was really, really successful. And I was very shocked by the success, kind of blew my mind. I thought, wow, how did I do it? And then I started asking friends and my friends would go, well, I don't know. I mean, you wrote the story. I go, I think it was successful because it was really funny. But I wanted to understand why it was successful. So somebody sort of stopped me and looked me directly in the eye. I said, why do you think it was successful? And that person, and actually is really moving to me, said to me, because it was about you. And so I thought, that's really true. It was as simple as that. It was, I somehow mined something inside of my inner truth, my spirit. You know, it was about me. It was like I was in search of love, something I didn't think I could accomplish. And that was the broken part of this guy. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that was really the central nerve of why, why it reached people. Yeah, it was funny. And Tom was amazing and John Candy was super funny and the mermaid was pretty. But there was some inner truth that can a universal truth that connected to people. Yeah. And that came from my soul. At that moment I realized, wow, the most valuable thing I have to offer that's different than the person sitting next to me or across the street or some is that it's my filter in the way I experience the world. And understanding the truth of that is the valued commodity here. Yeah. So I try to mine that all of the time. Yeah, that is so powerful. That vulnerability is the superpower and that just speaking from that place is everything. And I think that there's people who are listening right now who are probably so inspired. And then there's probably a part of them that thinks, you know, but but that's because he's Brian Grazer. He. He's amazing. I'm curious what you have to say to them because I think the number one thing that they struggle with is, but I'm not enough. I'm not that interesting. I'm not like him. The movie business is like, forget it. You could never make it. I mean, because look what well, you- Well, the movie business is really hard. It's hard, but it's achievable. I mean, I think I've produced, you know, in the world of the most amount of movies. I mean, I produced a hundred movies and TV shows and yeah. every single one <laughs> is a startup. So whatever- the business that any one of your listeners is involved in, they're all startups. You have to have an idea. You have to build the idea. You have to connect with other human beings in a real way where they're feeling like you've connected so you can learn and more importantly, evangelize, you know, excite people on your mission so that it's their mission too. So you do have to connect with people either for your own happiness and their happiness but to build something. Yeah. 
Nobody builds anything really singularly, absolutely all alone. Yeah. I mean, I do a series it's called Genius. And the first genius we did was Albert Einstein. The second was Picasso. And the third is Aretha Franklin. None of them do it. You watch it. They, they don't do it alone. Yeah. So I just know these basic truths and believe in them. And, um, and I've kind of, I, I, I have created a happy life and I like staying on this journey of my happy life. Yeah. I like doing things that have meaning. I want to make stories, movies or television or documentaries or any kind of size or shape of a narrative that sends good vibes out into the world. Mm-hmm. You just said two such important things, and one of them keeps being the central theme of really knowing how to connect with other people and how important that empathy and that the, the interpersonal connection is to everything that you do. It's so paramount. And the second thing you keep saying is enthusiasm. And what we've learned on this show is that enthusiasm actually lights up in the brain stronger than anything else. That's the state that we all want to be in. So when you see someone else who's enthusiastic, whether they're talking about Bruce Springsteen or their garden, you'll be like, I want in, whatever that is. Yes. You have that. And so I'm curious, what do you think when you're reading a script, how do you know when a story has that thing? I think every story has to embody desire to achieve a universal need. And the universal need has to be something that our value system respects. Mm -hmm. So Arrested Development. Well, when people that would say no to Arrested Development, they would say no to the story or these very extreme, outrageous characters. And I'd say, I get it, but don't you root for family? Right. <laughs> and then I would, I would, I would and nobody's going to go, no, I don't root for family. So you pick some irrefutable theme that yeah. is like the heartbeat of the thing. So even though hugely, you know, really big comic characters, you do root for them to all be together. You root for their happiness or tranquility or you, yeah. you're rooting for them. You know, so in some place in it, in the soul of the piece, there has to be a theme that I believe in that has yeah. dignity to me. Yeah. So nice. the easiest way to sort of look at that is, um, you know, there's so many different types of underdog stories. So the story is the journey and the theme is the thing that you're, rooting for them to achieve. You're looking for Tom Hanks to have love. In the movie Eight Mile, you're rooting so badly for this guy to be a whole person and be self-actualized and be able to say, yeah, I was a poor scumbag of a guy, but that's who I am because that's empowering. That was powerful. He shed away all of his emotional injuries from growing up in such a bad environment. And instead of hiding from it, he puts it out in front of everybody and embraces it and it becomes a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. So I look for that. And this makes sense because it goes back to what you talk about in, in your newest book, Face to Face, The Art of Human Connection, because everything you just said is about making sure that if somebody's watching the story, that they see themselves in it, right? Like, Yeah, that's well said. Yes, exactly. Because I do feel like what makes content successful, what makes somebody yeah. want to share a post or a, a podcast yeah. or is that 
what you're feeling is somehow represented. Because again, it goes back to people want to feel seen. And it's like, you, you so live this, Brian. This is, the, this is the essential theme of your life. It's so brilliant. So last, last two things. You are someone who is so, so, so successful. But as far as the people you've met who are equally as successful, what do you think is one of the through lines in all these conversations you had that you learned that makes these folks successful? an extreme point of view committed to every one of these people. Um, even my Uber driver that taught me that was, that turns out that I found out he was from Serbia and that he knew this martial art called Sistema. And I said, would you teach me? And he did. I paid wow. for it. I wow. mean, they're unapologetically committed to a belief system and it could be based on some, very difficult experience they had in their life or growing up or we made this movie hillbilly elegy that ron howard directed it was about a guy that grew up very deprived you know educationally deprived extreme abuse growing up in the appalachian area and getting over that all those injuries and getting into yale law school and graduating i mean a lot of people have a story it's just about them acknowledging it and committing to it. So basically that's the thing that turns me on. Every one of the people, they're all very different. The number one archer in the world. Uh, many female athletes, Flojo at the time of Flojo, mm -hmm. then Serena Williams and her sister, Venus. They're just committed to excellence, no matter whatever the endeavor, you know, quite frankly. Yeah. All right. We definitely have a few more things to talk about, but first we're just going to thank our sponsor. Quip, makers of Quip Electric Toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this. If you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. And the Quip floss dispenser has a super cool feature. It comes with a pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head floss and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. I love how Quip makes it really easy to create this healthy habit. I always knew that brushing and flossing my teeth is important, but I never really thought about things like, am I doing this right? Am I brushing long enough? So the built-in timer was really helpful. Also, I've had moments where I'm running out of floss or toothpaste and I don't have time to run to the store, so it's super convenient that they send refills right to my door. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash dreamjob right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash dreamjob, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash dreamjob. Quip, the good habits company. For people who are listening who want to write movies, make movies, what would you suggest? That they do a Kickstarter, make their own movie? Would you suggest that they go intern somewhere and get as close to someone who they look up to as possible? Like, what's one piece of advice you have for people who want to go in this direction? First, ask yourself, why do you want to do that? Mm. Just say, why do I want to be part of making a movie? Then you have to have an answer. I always say to people, you want to be in an inside job, like a writer or an agent or a Brian Grazer producer-ish kind of guy or girl, or do you want to be on an outside job? Do you want to work on movies or television shows and be outdoors? Because you have to, I always say, <laughs> imagine what your day looks like for 30 or 40 or 50 days or whatever. So let's say you figure that out. 
then you figure that out. And there are so many things you can do. You can get a job as an intern, or you could probably, I would just recommend you watch those master classes. They're very good. Or people that speak. It could be Ron Howard and me. It could be Steven Spielberg. Go to YouTube, watch people speak, and see if that engages you or inspires you, quite frankly. First engages you, then inspires you. Because if yeah. it inspires you, you're going to be able to build off of that. And then you can collaborate and talk to other people intelligently. And then, then, then you can build off of it. Yep. I have to say that on top of all of your other accomplishments, one of them that we... I just have to touch on that I think is maybe maybe the biggest accomplishment is the relationship you've had you and Ron together because the fact that you guys have had such an incredibly successful relationship where you stay together and together I mean yeah look at all the startups you've run together and that have really influenced the world and the ripple effects what do you think makes that relationship work so well well, you have to – with us, I can tell you the things that we access on. We both have the same value system. You know, I work work and think 12 hours a day. But I also take vacations, and I also allow myself a lot of time to get off the vertical narrative of the job and do these curiosity conversations. Yeah. So Ron Howard has to not just be tolerant of a guy that's – you know, instead of being at work, he's on his way to the Kremlin or something. That would be me. <laughs> you know, well, he's always down in La Jolla doing one of those conversations with Jonas Salt. So yeah, he has to feel—he wow. has to feel like that's valuable, and and so it's not just being tolerant of it. He, he has to be okay with it, and I have to be okay with his value system of how he conducts his life, and that it's that we're both gonna sort of do work that will add up to some level of equality. Yeah. And then we have to trust each other. That the other guy doesn't screw the other guy. And, and then um, just taste also. Mm-hmm. We have to have the same sense of what is quality versus what is B-level, C-level stuff. Yeah. Just in life itself. So you have to have those things. And then you really have to respect each other. You can't be yelling at each other. We, I've cooperated with his manner you know he's a midwest guy and he, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yell and raises i mean i would say i'm jewish but i talk loud i can but with ron we kind of keep it together you know yeah. so yeah our decorum with one another is always respectful if we disagree we kind of go he understands the light touch if he goes what do you think of it and i go well the minute I go mm-hmm. well, that mm-hmm. means it's, yeah, it's over. It. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah. So I want to respect your time. So people who yes. are listening right now, I'm sure there's people who uh, they're feeling like, is there room for them in the world? What's your mm. what, what do you want to What do you want to leave them with? Well, I think if you make your life interesting, however you you have to create mechanisms that get you out of your comfort zone. The minute you're not in your comfort zone. You're having to adapt and survive some other way. Like I would say, it's hard for me to meet some guy that's expert in physics because then I have to learn a little bit about physics. Mm. So get yourself out of your comfort zone and then I guarantee you'll have something interesting to say because the experience of being outside of your comfort zone will produce its own stories. Yeah. And if you have stories, you're then interesting at the on a date or at a, you know, or at <laughs> lunch or at dinner, once you're interesting, then you're 
interested. Yeah. If you're not interesting, you can't engage and people walk away from you or whatever, or they like you because you're very good looking. Uh, but that doesn't last very long. So, yeah. so I always think make yourself interesting. I love it. Tell us where we can find your book. Tell us or what you want to, what do you, where do you want to send yeah. people to? Something you're promoting? Yeah. Tell us. I'm promoting my book because I think it's, uh, as you said, I think it's, it's kind of gives you tips as to how to improve upon your personal life and be more successful and build a story that turns you on every single day, you know, where you're every day super excited because you're interested in how my, the outcome of my story, <laughs> you know, so I think reading face to face will be very entertaining, but it'll also embody actual techniques, tools yeah. to breed greater success in your life. Yeah, it's so genuine. This this has to be told. The stories and just your viewpoint of this book. So everybody, you need to go out and get it. And Brian, I, all I want to tell you is may all the yumminess and kindness <laughs> and wonder that you put in the world, may all the good you do just to keep coming back to you because you're such a good, such a good person. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, I'm very touched by this. So thanks a lot. Oh my gosh, how amazing is Brian Grazer? Truly, truly an amazing, amazing person. Here are the takeaways. Number one, make the conversation a win-win. Do your research, be informed, meet them with kind eyes. Give them the opportunity to grow with you. Number two, have an open mind. Be aggressively curious and present. Number three, capture the moment. Be grateful for the moment. Everything happens when you're in the moment. Number four, create mechanisms that get you out of your comfort zone. Number five, you have to connect with people in order to build something. No one builds alone. Number six, excite people on your mission so it becomes theirs too. And number seven, have a point of view. Be unapologetically committed to a belief system. Wow. Just so incredible. What a week, you guys. Oh my God. Brian Grazer today, Colby Calais on Monday, and the book came out. So awesome. And to have connected with so many of you about the book, before we dive into your wins, I just want to remind you one more time. It means so much to me. It means so much to this show. It means so much to the work we're doing for you to go ahead and buy the book. And if you're going to do it anyway, do it before Saturday because there's a big tally that happens and it really makes a huge difference if you go ahead and do it now. If you already did buy the book, then please go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon and leave us a review. It takes a minute to do it, but it is a game changer for us. And thank you in advance for doing that. Okay, let's talk about your wins. Courtney posted a painting she did in our Facebook group and she said, I haven't painted with watercolors in a long while. And with this painting, I was quickly reminded as to why I love it so much. Unlike oil painting or even acrylic, it's not as forgiving. Once you make your mark, then yeah, it's pretty much there and you have to just go with it. The marks that you may have wanted to hide still show up and aren't easily hidden. And that's okay. It adds to the overall picture. And when you take away the magnifying glass and step back, it's pretty dang beautiful. Much like life, you have areas you want to shove deep under the rug and hide. Trust me, I know. But some scars and marks, so to speak, are meant to be seen because that shows levels you've taken to be the resilient person you are today. Love the messiest parts of yourself. Courtney, oh my gosh. Not only is your artwork stunning, but your words are art. Your words are just as beautiful. Thank you for sharing this. It is so healing for people to hear, and it is so true. The scars are meant to be seen. 
They're meant to be shared. And it gives people so much permission to embrace their own imperfections and their own demons and turn it into magic. You guys go check out her gorgeous work and give her some love. Her Instagram is at Courtney Simone Art. Okay, here's the next one from Jess. She said, I have a win that's not for me. My husband has been taking improv classes since January and his class just rocked their first performance this week. I'm super proud of him for going after his interest and doing it scared. As for me, I didn't get into the show I auditioned for. It initially hurt when I found out. I'll admit it. I cried into some ice cream that night, but I can't be in everything I auditioned for. And just going to the audition was a great learning experience. I just asked the production team if I can help as a stagehand. So hopefully I'll be involved in some way. Jess, see, I love, I love this. I love that you just shared your husband's win and you gave him a big congrats for stepping out of his comfort zone. And I think it is truly so cool that you have the positive way of looking at this rejection and disappointment. Yeah, it does suck. It's not fun when you don't get the thing you want. And yeah, the ice cream is a good friend in those moments, but you're choosing to hold your head up and you're going to find another opportunity. And because of that, I know you're going to be successful. So keep us posted because there's so much waiting for you. Guys, if you have a win you want to share, let me know. You can post it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, which is such an incredibly supportive community of almost 12,000 awesome souls. Or you can DM me on Instagram. I read every single DM. You can also email me at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And if you're going to go ahead and leave us an Amazon review today or a Barnes & Noble review, go ahead and email us a screenshot because I've got something special for you. Definitely make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen because there's so many cool shows coming up. And if you love this episode or any other episode, take a second right now and share it with a friend. Tell them what you learned, what ideas have been planted inside of you because these conversations are going to change your life for the better. There is so much that's within reach for all of us. Thank you guys for buying the book. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for all of it all of it. I love you guys so much. It means the world to me. I could not have made it this far without you. Do you understand? Because it's so true. The other day on my Instagram, I was singing to you some Natalie Merchant. Did you guys see that? You've been so kind and generous. I don't know how you keep on giving. For your kindness, I'm in debt to you. And I never could have gone this far without you for everything you've done. You know, I'm bound, I'm bound to thank you for it. Na 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 that is my go-to karaoke jam, but I didn't ever feel it as much as I do this week. Thank you so much. And I'm here. If you want to reach out to me, I'm reading every single DM and every single email. And it means the world to see these reviews. And it means the world to know that this book is resonating. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. I'll talk to you on Monday.